Thank you and welcome. I'm Jim Swan with Linda Smith, the CEO and President of BBB Western Ontario. And Ask BBB is a program that gives consumers information from businesses they can trust. Later on in the program today, we're going to be joined by Ashley Castleman, who is Communications Manager at BBB Serving Western Ontario. And she's going to explain the term pinkwashing and why we should all know what that means. It is no longer enough to have a well-located business. Successful businesses must also have a strong online presence. In bricks-and-mortar business, one of the rules for success is location, location, location. In today's world on the Internet, that might be replaced by SEO, SEO, SEO. Today, we are joined by two experts in the online field. Welcome to Jennifer Grigg of Social Dragon Marketing and Jeff Christofferson of SmartWebPros.com. Good morning, Thanks Jennifer. Ha- Thank you for having us. And Jeff. Good morning. Good morning. I guess one of the first things we might do is, does everybody know what SEO stands for? Well, I guess that question would be for me. Uh, SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization, and I would I would venture to say that um, almost no one really knows what it stands for um, from, from my experience. Uh, in the industry, everyone knows what it is, but uh, when I meet clients, uh, they usually don't know what it is. So we know what the letters stand for, search engine optimization, but understanding how it works is is your expertise. Yeah, right? and understanding how it works is uh, it's very cumbersome. Well, if your business and expertise is roofing or lawn maintenance, you might not have time to spend making most of the social media and even to make a website. So should a business work on getting into social media or having a website first before they uh, start any other advertising? Uh, well, in my opinion, a website is like the nucleus of uh, the modern age of marketing. If you don't have a website, it's well, where are you going to point your traffic to? Where are people going to go? Where, where is the center of your business universe? And like uh, you said in, in your opening statement that, uh, you know, location, 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 uh, in, in this modern age, it's all online. So uh, you, you, to me, that, that is your brick and mortar online. So, Jennifer, what is the biggest mistake that businesses make when they first start using social media? So the two things that come across my brain right away is that, A, businesses don't have a goal. They don't have a strategy. They don't know what they want from social media. Why are they on there? Who do they want to target? What is their goal? Is it brand awareness? Now, I know most people say their goal is to make more sales, but that's what everyday businesses goal, right? You need to have other goals than that. Is it brand awareness? Is it to get people traffic to your store? Is it to get traffic to your website? What is your goal and how are you going to do this? So then that needs to be integrated with if if it's to get them onto the website to make sure that the website is up to grade and and does what it needs to do. So you set a a number of stages of goals. Is that it? Yeah. You need to know, first of all, what is your goal? What do you want to accomplish on social media? And you need to know that social media works. I see success every day, big and small. Every single day I see success. But social media doesn't work overnight. It's not like you put up a Facebook page and boom, instantly tomorrow you have all these sales. You have to constantly work at it. And you also need to know who is going to look after your social media. Are you hiring outside of your business or is an employee going to look after it? So social media is like any other advertising. It drives people to your business, whether that's uh, your bricks and mortar, they come to the door, or to your website. So when we're setting up a website, uh, uh, Jeff, what are some of the mistakes that businesses should avoid? Well, the biggest thing that businesses should avoid uh, that, that they seem to struggle with is um, is 
to try and avoid doing it yourself or trying to avoid, um, you know, cutting corners and saving basically to try and save money. Uh, arguably, any decision you make regarding your internet marketing is the, your most important marketing decision. And, you you know, you, you it's in your best interest to leave it to the experts in each field. So we mentioned earlier uh, that we've all heard about the term search engine optimization or SEO. How does that affect choosing a website provider? Well, uh, at Smart Web Pros, our uh, philosophy has always been that search engine optimization and web design really are the same thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And that is because you can't design a website without it having some kind of an impact on your ranking in Google, Yahoo, or Bing, or wherever. Uh, it's either going to have a positive impact, a negative impact, or or uh, or a benign impact, but it's going to have some kind of an impact. And that's what SEO is. So to us, it's hard for us uh, to, to say this is web design, which is different than SEO, and this is SEO, which is different than web design. They're the same as far as we're concerned. So it's integrated. It's like uh, having a very attractive uh, storefront uh, that is going to attract people. If if your website design doesn't uh, attract people or keep them uh, there, then it's like having a very shabby-looking uh, or, storefront. Or, yeah, or think about it as having a, a really beautiful storefront in the middle of the Sahara Desert where no one will ever find it. <laughs> or having a really crappy... Uh, you know, yeah. storefront uh, on uh, on 401. I mean, uh, sure, you get visibility. No one can enter it because there's no off-ramp to it, okay. you know. Well, when we talk about search engine optimization, are we just talking about Google? No, but yes, because it's <laughs> 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 because it's uh, 85% of all searches, that's the latest statistic, uh, is Google. Uh, and I think um, uh, Yahoo and Bing, they share about 14% of all searches uh, and these are just uh, regular searches, and all other search, en- uh, search engines in the world share one percent. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's Google. So how does social media come into play with search engine optimization, and uh, what is social media optimization? When you're consistent on your social media, it actually adds to your Google rankings. So when you actually Google a customer, you can actually see their website. You can see Twitter. You can see Facebook. You can see a bunch of other and directories as well. So with social media, you want to make sure that all your bios and your descriptions are fully um, filled out and complete with your keywords. Now, when we run into uh, some of our accredited businesses, some of them don't have websites because they feel they've got a Facebook page or Instagram or on the LinkedIn and they don't need a website page. Does uh, presence on social media take the place of a, of a website? Never. You need a website. For me, a website is the hub of your business. It shows your services and products and your Instagram or sorry, your social media is just an extension of your website and that shows the proof, your daily proof that you are an expert in your field. No longer can we say that we're an expert and expect people to come to us. We have to prove it every day. So yeah. you want to make sure you've got that developed then. Right? Yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously, uh, uh, Jennifer and I agree on that. It's it's like what we're, we were saying. If you don't have a storefront, then, uh, you know, well, you're going to lose a lot of credibility, first of all. You're listening to Ask BBB. And our guests this morning are Jennifer Gregg of Social Dragger and Marketing and Jeff Christofferson of SmartWebPros.com. And when we come back, we'll talk more about social media and SEO tip. Welcome back to Ask BBB. 
I'm Jim Swan with Linda Smith, CEO of BBB Western Ontario. And today we have with us Jennifer Gregg from Social Dragon Marketing and Jeff Christofferson of SmartWebPros.com. And before the break, we talked about mistakes made with social media. Is there a danger in setting up social media accounts and then not using them? Oh, I see that all the time. What happens is you set up an account and most times they're not even set up 100%. They put it up and they're under the impression that, oh, that's all they have to do. They don't actually have to do anything. But when you don't actually use your accounts, people are starting to think, are you actually in business? Because if you're in Facebook, for example, you don't actually have to leave Facebook and go to Google to find someone. You can actually do a search on Facebook to find people. And if your account's there and it's not, nobody's using it, nobody's used it for six months, three weeks, even a month, I'm going to go search my, your competition. And if the competition is constantly using their social media, they're getting my business, not you. How often then should you be on Something as like often Facebook. as you can be doing social media, consistently, five days a week, seven days a week, depending on how large your audience is, it might have to be two times a day. It just depends on who's your target audience, how big of an audience you have, and how much you can do yourself. Okay. Now, this might be a, a, a really large question, but how can we optimize our website and our social media channels to push content out to our users? Um, is that... Is that a an all-encompassing question when we say optimize our website? Does that take a, an hour or two to explain, Jeff? Well, yeah, I guess it is It is big because um, it also encompasses social media. So uh, Jennifer is the expert on social media. Um, and uh, I would say how do you optimize your website to work with uh, social media? That would be uh, make sure there's continuity, right? In other words, uh, your logo, your colors, uh, all that. The, the design of your website ought to be uh, pervasive across all your social media platforms like Facebook and all that. You should have a link on your website that goes to Facebook and, uh, and a link back, obviously, to your website. Um, all those things ought to be in place. Um, there's feeds as well that you can put into your website that are straight from um, you know, Twitter or Facebook and, and other social medias. Um, and, uh, of course, the content uh, of your uh, social media, uh, which is something Jennifer would take care of, um, ought to be consistent with what people would expect when, when, when they click through to your website. Uh, Jennifer, did you have anything else? Yeah, I was also going to say when you're doing your social media, say, for example, you have a promo, it's Thanksgiving, and you maybe have some specials and in, um, deals that you want to send people to your website – if your website still has Easter specials on it, kind of lose the value of what you're doing. So you always want to make sure your website is always up to date. So how can businesses use social media to sell products or services on their website? So a lot of times what will happen is that you will have a promotion, for example, and you can put put a post on your social media, have a nice graphic with it, with um, some text to say what the promotion is. And if you need to, you can send people back to your website. You can put a link. The link can be clickable. So all they have to do is click it back and it goes right back to your website. And you can put it on any page of your website. So it doesn't always have to be the home page. Maybe it's just the specials. Or it could be the shopping cart of your page mm-hmm. so that people can literally buy and pay on your website directly. Money goes straight into your bank account. All you have to do is ship the product out or provide the service, whatever it is you do. So, Jeff, when we're working with a provider like yourself, then we have to then look at turnaround time for putting things on the website. 
and do some planning ahead so that if we're putting something on the Facebook that's going to drive them and have it reflected, the changes have to happen on the website first then, eh? Oh yeah, I mean, well, I would say that uh, everything has to has to run like a, like a finely tuned machine, right? So you're not going to have a promotion for something that's not ready on your website. So absolutely, your website should be up to speed before you do any promotions, social media wise. So once we've established our presence online, whether it's on the website or social media, how can business determine if their website and social media is actually being visited? What are some of the benchmarks and how do we read the analytics that uh, come to us? There's this. Uh, there's a lot of different types of analytics. At uh, smartwebpros.com, we use um, Google Analytics. Uh, it's literally uh, Google that's, um, that's tracking everything. They'll track um, the demographics, uh, where people are coming from, uh, who's coming to your website, uh, what time of day they're coming from, what the trends are, the, w- the daily trends, the weekly trends, weekends, uh, evenings, all that stuff. Um, the keywords that they're using, what social media links are working, which ones are not working, which means, uh, you know, which really helps, uh, you know, people like uh, Jennifer and I to work together, for example. Uh, I could be I could be managing uh, so, uh, search engine optimization and monitoring traffic and seeing what works. And, I, you know, if, if uh, Jennifer can make some adjustments to uh, whatever is needed to... So when you're setting those goals, you might look at the, how those goals will be reflected in the analytics, uh, and then you know what you're looking for at the end of the, the day then. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's beautiful feedback to what's working, what's not, where to double up your investments and where to cut back on your investments. But not only the analytics as well, it's also feedback you're going to get from your customers. There is nothing better than hearing your customer come in and say, hey, I saw this on Facebook. Where is it in the store? That's another way to see that your social media is working. So, Jennifer, are there different strategies for e-commerce type businesses compared to bricks and mortar businesses? Um, The strategies are kind of the same, right? It's all in the same principle. It's just how you use it. The real thing is that you really need to know who you're targeting. Right. If you're targeting a local audience, that's going to be a little bit different than if you're targeting somebody that's across Canada. You've answered a lot of questions in a short time, but I know that there are lots more. How would people get in touch with you, Jeff, if uh, they wanted to ask you some more questions? Well, uh, smartwebpros.com, we have a website. It's at smartwebpros.com or www.smartwebpros.com. <laughs> Who would have guessed? Yeah. And- <laughs> uh, you can ask for me specifically as well. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm owner of the business and I'm happy to talk to anyone, Jeff Christofferson. And Jennifer? Um, I'm all over on social media so under Social Dragon and you can also find me at socialdragonmarketing.com. Well, thanks very much for joining us here on Ask BBB. It's been interesting and stimulating. Jeff Christofferson and Jennifer Gregg, uh, thanks for being guests on Ask BBB. And when we return, we'll be joined by Ashley Castleman, BBB Serving Western Ontario Communications Manager. We're going to talk about pinkwashing and how to give to a charity wisely. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO and the President of BBB Serving Western Ontario. And Ashley Castleman, Communications Manager at BBB Serving Western Ontario, now joins us. Good morning. Welcome to this side of the microphone, Ashley. Well, October is National Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and many businesses are marketing pink products and services to support breast cancer charity groups and and other organizations. But every year, some find a way to take advantage of these good deeds, a, a practice known as pink washing. 
In order to make sure that donations go to the right place, Better Business Bureau advises consumers to research pink product claims before making a purchase or getting caught up in the hype. The widely recognized pink ribbon symbol is not regulated by any agency and does not necessarily mean it promotes breast cancer research and or charities. How do we know which ones are legitimate charities? Well, the best way to ensure your donation is going to an organization that supports breast cancer is by searching on bbb.org. Uh, there you'll find more information on how uh, the charity spends their money, their fund pr- fundraising practices, governance, or if it's a business using it, you can look up their business to see if they have a complaint history about this as well. So now if we see a product in a store, how can we confirm that that retailer is a partner with breast cancer charities? You can confirm a uh, charity's corporate partners through the charities uh, that they list on the product. Uh, many national breast cancer charities list their corporate partners and sponsors on their website. Uh, check to make sure the business you're purchasing from is associated from the charity or just simply call the charity themselves. And do these companies or corporate partners have a cap or limit on what they will donate to the charity? Yes. In um, some com- cases, companies will indicate that a portion of the proceeds from the sale of a pink ribbon product will go to support breast cancer programs such as uh, 10 or 15% of the product. Um, but they often put a cap on the maximum donations, such they'll donate $50,000 total. But what they don't always tell you is once the maximum amount has been met, uh, the company may continue to sell the product with the pink ribbon without alerting the customers and that no additional funds will be donated to those breast cancer organizations. So what kind of questions should we be asking a charity before we make a donation uh, to something pink? Well, always ask as many questions as you have until you feel comfortable donating to a charity. Uh, Find out what percentage of the sale price will be donated, uh, to which charity the money will be donated to, how the funds will be used, and if there's a maximum donation. Uh, Research the business and the charity. Learn more about the business you're purchasing from and the charity charity promoted by checking their BBB charity report on bbb.org. So is there anything else we should think about before we make that donation? Yes. um, There's many trustworthy charities that provide valuable research and resources for breast cancer victims, survivors, and their family. Continue to support them. Just ensure your intentions are being carried out. And don't fall uh, for sound-alike names. There's many charities out there that use uh, cancer or breast cancer in their name. uh, And they might use ones that are similar to legitimate charities. So you're going to want to define exactly what the charity name is before you donate. (coughs) If you donate online, be sure to print the confirmation page uh, for your records. Uh, Many donations are tax-deductible. If you uh, purchase a product, that might not be tax-deductible. Um, always use your head as well as your heart. Uh, think about the product that you're purchasing. Is it something that you really want or need? If the answer is no, then maybe consider making a donation directly mm-hmm. to the charity. Um, that might be a better use of the money because it's going directly to the charity and there's no overhead cost that way. I was going to suggest that if, if you're looking at a product uh, and it's something you really want, mm-hmm. but so part of your motivation is because it's got the pink ribbon on it. Yeah. So uh, a lot so of look, times there's scarves or like a teddy bear. Uh, ask yourself if you really need that or not or should you be donating that $25 directly to the charity instead. So that that might go a little bit further 
than actually purchasing the mm-hmm. product, making that direct donation. That is yeah. correct. So as we wrap up this segment, is there anything we should be thinking about if we participate in charitable events or, and or we're asked to make a donation to someone participating and co- collecting sponsorship to participate in those events? Yes. Uh, one thing to keep in mind is if you buy a ticket to a charitable dinner, for example, the ticket price might not get a tax receipt for your donation um, as there's different um, rules in regards to that with uh, dinners and net proceeds. When you're volunteering for a, let's say, a, a, a marathon for a charity, keep in mind a lot of those marathons aren't put on by the charity, but third-party event companies, so they might only donate a portion of the uh, proceeds to that charity. Well, Ashley, you always bring us uh, some things to think about and uh, some great answers as well. Ashley Castleman is the communications manager at BBB Serving Western Ontario and is the producer of Ask BBB. And that's Ask BBB for this time around. So until next time, I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust.